We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. This week on the Garage Beers Podcast, episode 63 is the second annual NFL Mock Draft Garage Beer style. Join us for this episode as we go through the entire first round because the NFL Draft starts in Cleveland this weekend. If you're listening to this on Thursday, it starts tonight in our beautiful city of Cleveland. So we got the Mock Draft, we got a little Indians talk. We got Garage Beers of the Week and so much more. So coming up the driveway, break out your favorite lawn chair, crack open a cold one, and join us for Garage Beers. Wow. There it is. We're there. We're there. Boys, we're there. Good Lord, that's a lot of lifetime. And welcome on in, everybody. Episode 63 of the Garage Beers podcast coming at you live tonight. Uh... Uh, on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, and if you're watching us live, uh, get involved. Join us. Make some comments. We're here for you. Uh, but as always, coming at you on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, uh, go check out Belly Up Sports. Check out some of the other shows on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Uh, and uh, uh, it's just a good time being part of that ne- uh, that network. Uh, with you, as always, I'm your host, Michael Keefe. You can find me online at Garage Beers Mike. And with me, as always, over on the east side of Cleveland, sitting outside once again, it's Chad Meyer at Garage Beers. Chad, what up, Chad? Hi! Hi! Listen, I had to, like, lean back, because this is, like, the first time that people are seeing my stupid face say, hi! Oh, it's, it's awful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> boys, I'm uh, I'm on a new diet trend right now. I'm all over it. It's a... Uh, it's 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 caused me to lose. I've lost probably seven or eight pounds right now. Wow. Yeah. Is, it, is that on the head or only 600 more to go? No. Yeah. Right. 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 It's uh, it's called starving yourself. The starving yourself diet. <laughs> Don't do I'm that. Eating, Don't. I mean, like bird seed and popcorn, but it's working. <laughs> it's working. Look at our buddy, Chris. Our buddy, Chris Golian. Look at that guy. That, uh, uh, out at out at uh, WEOL. Nice to see you live, Chris. Nice to yeah. see you. And then and then this one. Look at these boys figuring it out. Listen, if you only knew, if you only knew, <laughs> no idea. <laughs> if you only knew what this was like trying to figure out this live stream and stuff. If you're gonna listen to this later, we're live streaming for the first time on Streamyard with the Belly Up Podcast Network. 
uh, this took me all day to figure out what on earth I was doing. So hopefully this I, figuring I it out thing I, lasts. I made, a, I made a joke alluding to like, you know, if you can't figure out how to get on Twitch, then ask your grandson or granddaughter. And, and uh, yeah. it probably there took us just as long to figure it out. <laughs> Listen, yeah. my kid's a little, he's a little far off from having a grandkid. Uh, or from having a kid for me having a grandkid, but man, I feel like it sometimes with technology. Uh, so Chad's outside. Look at his ugly face while I introduce Joe down there in Nashville, Tennessee. Go find him at garage beers. Joe, what's up, Joe? I I'm as good as can be. I'm out of the whole house. The H O L E, not the entire house, but the <laughs> literal whole house, not the entirety of the house, <laughs> but also uh, that also. Yeah. That. So I'm in good spirits. I mean, uh, you know, not to bring up our uh, softball team again, but we lost 28 to two yesterday. And so I'm still kind of mentally recovering from that. I might've had like five errors. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? You know, I'm normally in the outfield and they stuck me at the hot corner in a playoff game and I wasn't ready for the speed. Um, so that's my bad. Joe, uh, going on, Joe going on year three of waiting for an outfield assist. We are waiting for it to happen. Yeah. Look at it. Server league starts in two weeks, so there'll be plenty of opportunities for me to mess up. Then, what is that movie? Uh, hey, Joey, cut off, man! Cut off, man! Learn to love him. Oh, learn to love him. I was going to say you can also uh, that could be Field of Dream or not be Field of Dreams, uh, a league of their own. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Evelyn, Evelyn, you failed to hit. <laughs> cut off, man. <laughs> Are you crying? Are you crying? I love it. Well, we got a, we got an awesome episode coming at you here. If you're watching us live, wherever you are, it's going to be a great time. Uh, we've got the second annual Rod Beer Mock NFL Draft, uh, which is going to be awesome. Uh, we're going to see just how stupid we can make ourselves look. Uh, but we've also got, uh, before we get to that, uh, I think we'll probably end up with Indians talk before we get to that. And we got to get our, get to our garage beers of the week. So let's get into it. Uh, and we will open it up with our garage beers of the week, our favorite segment of the week. And Chad, why don't you kick us off with our first ever live stream garage beer of the week? Well, uh, I told you guys I'm on a diet trend now, so I'm really drinking my dinner. Uh, so here we go. This is uh, from Dogfish Head. It's the slightly mighty local IPA. Boom. Look at that. There wow. it is right there. Oh, you can, we can show people now. It's fantastic. Look at that, hey. look at that, can, look at that, <laughs> look at that can design. Wait. Oh, God. You got to get used to this camera. Look at that can design. Everybody. Yeah, how about that? These are off-center IPAs. Uh, I mean, it's actually a tolerable one. Uh, if anybody hasn't listened to the podcast yet, I'm not a huge fan of IPAs, but I deal with them. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> God, you're so stupid. What? what are you talking about? I, am I deal with them. I am smart, and everybody likes. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, don't even, don't even. <laughs> but yeah, it's a low cal IPA. Like I said, ninety-five calories, three and a, three and a half carbs. Come on, what could go wrong with that? What better to, way to drink your dinner and lose weight at the same time? Huh? It's That'd like you're drinking the Atkins diet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chad's going healthy, which we. I guess we'll promote on the Garage Beers podcast, although I don't know if I like it. Uh, Joey, down in Nashville, what are you drinking for your Garage Beer of the Week? I decided to take a step out of the uh, the local breweries. Ooh. And, uh, you know, some weeks just call for something you can handle a lot of. Throwing back to the college days here. Uh, if you don't we're take going, this off with a shot of Fireball, 
I don't even know what we're doing. Here. I can go get one. I got one more. <laughs> we'll get one later. We'll do it when the draft starts. Uh, we're, no, we're going just up to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and okay. we're doing a little classic PBR. Oh, it's great. Oh, I got like six of them in the fridge. I figure I'll have like four of them on the show. It's going to be a good time. Gonna get a little weird later. Let's go. <laughs> let's, get friend, weird, guys. <laughs> guys, let's get Why weird. Let's get weird. It's our first live stream. We might as well. Yeah. Let's what could go wrong? Weird. I love it. All right. So Joe with the classic PBR, and you'll probably see a fireball appearance at some point. And I'm gonna bring it. Uh, I'm gonna bring it local here. Uh, and I got a cool one, uh, Joe. Your parents. Uh, if you haven't been following my saga, we sold our house. We're waiting on our new house, so we are currently living with the in-laws, who are also Joe's parents. And Joe, your parents have a neighbor, the Edwards, uh, that uh, they are awesome. So they went out to dinner, uh, AJ and Susan and Anna, they went out to dinner. And every time they do something and they find a cool beer, they bring back a six pack for the podcast, which I just love. So the Edwards uh, surprised me with a six pack. And I love this one. Uh, It's a restaurant, actually, Boss Chicken and Beer uh, here in Cleveland. And they've got a couple locations, but there was a big story about them. They were on like Channel Three News. They, uh, the lady that owns it, had to like uh, close down a couple of the restaurants because of COVID, and she was only able to keep one going. And blah blah blah. Anyways, uh, her restaurant is still going. They went to Boss Chicken Beer, and they have a special beer that they did with Sibling Revelry over here in Westlake. Uh, So it is the Boss Chicken Beer Pecan Brown Ale. Ooh, and it. Looks like that. <laughs> God, it's dude. not from Twin Oaks Brewing, but it looks like that. And it's delicious. I mean, it's heavy. It's a big, heavy pecan brown ale, but it's taste. Yeah. It's a little sweet, a little smoky. It is delicious. So perfect to nice. go with all. Perfect to go with all that sushi you smashed right beforehand. You're gonna feel like four hundred pounds. You're gonna feel like <laughs> four hundred pounds by the end of this episode. You're gonna feel like four hundred yeah. pounds. It's like an aquarium crime scene over here with all this old sushi containers laying around. <laughs> I didn't even have time to like get up and throw out. So, uh, so anyways, we got uh, Dogfish Head, a locale beer for Chad. We got a classic PBR for Joe, and I've got the Boss Chicken and Beer uh, from Sibling Revelry and Boss Chicken and Beer. Uh, and those are our Garage Beers of the Week. Let us know what you're drinking. If you're watching us on the live stream tonight, let us know what you're drinking. If not, if you're listening to this, get onto our socials. Tell us what your garage beers are. Uh, give us some suggestions. We're always looking to go find some new beers to try. So uh, those are our garage beers of the week. I hope you're enjoying yours. Cheers to you guys on the podcast. And oh, cheers yeah. to you, everybody out there. We, we can and actually cheer time. people now, too. Yeah. Woo. Woo. <laughs> crazy. Now it all it's makes crazy. sense. Oh, it all man. makes it's, sense. It's coming together. It feels like a real show. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's not going that far. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's start. We're going to get in. The, the highlight of this show is that the boys and I have done extensive and thorough research, probably more than last week's guest, Benjamin Albright. Uh, yeah, definitely. In, in the NFL draft, because, ladies and gentlemen, right here in Cleveland, starting tomorrow, is the NFL draft. So we're going to have we're gonna have the second annual Garage Beers podcast, NFL draft. We're going to pick all the way up to the Browns pick. Uh, so get excited for that. And we're going to see who does the best. Last year's champion was Joey. Uh, certainly uh, stole the show last year, but the, we only had to go to pick 10 last year because that's where the Browns picked. This <laughs> this year we got to go all the way to 26. And we're going to do that. But before we get to that, Joey and I have had some banter, and I had to I had to pause it. Oh, yeah. 
Because I think it needs to happen here instead oh. of over our text messages. You're back on this thing, goddamn. So, Joe, yeah, I've been waiting for like three <laughs> days for this. I've been waiting for like three days for you to oh, like, man. I've been waiting for three days for you to, to make your case. Uh, so, we're going to talk about the Cleveland Indians a little bit, who, by the way, even though they got beat today, had a oh, great series against the Minnesota Twins, uh, won two out of three from the Twins. Uh, and, and in many ways, today's loss could be a little bit of a blessing because that's probably the last Logan Allen sighting we're going to see for a little bit. Uh, and, and he does not have it figured out yet. So that's probably not a bad thing, but anyways, Joe, let's, let's start. What's your beef with me, man? What's your beef? What do we got to sort out? Oh, no, I didn't have any beef with you. Well, no, Indians beef. Indians beef. I, I just said that they were, uh, the most dominant team in the central of the two 2010s. They won three central titles. Right. Three. Yes. This many. Yep. Three. Or this many. You could do yep. this many. <clears throat> they won three central titles. Dominant yes. as they were not. They were. Um, and here's a couple of reasons why. One, uh, they won three central titles, but uh, they actually tied any other team in the AL Central for the most amount of playoff berths in the 2010s. Okay. Which is four. Uh, they didn't make the furthest in the playoffs. That would definitely go to the Tigers in the top half of the 2010s, which is easily forgotten at this point. Wait. Uh, what? The Tigers. The Indians made it as far in the playoffs as anybody. <laughs> no, the Tigers won. The Tigers did not. Oh, they didn't win. That was they did not the win the World Series. What else? It was the uh, the record. I think they won eighty more games than anyone else has won I can't. in the twenty tens. I can't. I can't. Why? What else do you want? You have playoff breaks. You have more wins. You have it's the best good, pitching of the decade. It's been a good run, but this is what like we're we're Indians apologists are right now, right? Because that's what you have to be right now. And even and me, I find myself being an Indians apologist. Are you? But where you have to be right now, if you're an Indians apologist, is all you're talking about. It. Yeah, but look what they did. Look what they did. They were so good. They were good from 2016 until 2018. And they were good. Uh, they were really good those three years. They were really good those three years. They were okay other years. They were really good those three years. And again, they didn't win anything. People do this all the time. They'll, they'll be like, well, guess which team has the most wins in the American League in that span? I don't give a shit. The Indians could have won 125 games a year. They only got out of the divisional round one time. I mean, what, what else? What, what else would you call dominant then? Win. They, okay, you're they not did. dominant. You're, you're not dominant. First of all, dominant. If you want the word dominant, yeah. Okay, they'd be dominant if they won seven or eight straight AL Central titles. That's okay. a decade of dominance. But they're the dominant team in the Central over that. No, they're like period. tied. They're like tied. Mm. The Tigers. The Tigers were the same thing earlier. The Tigers were the same. The Twins are the same thing now. No, no. not not this year. <laughs> not so far. Not so this far. Year. But it's just again. I don't want to. I'm not gonna like. I'm not trying to like badmouth the Indians per se, but like the, the 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 conversation of like yeah, but look at what they did. They didn't do anything. They had a decent run. It was decent. Nobody's going to remember the Indians. Like the only people that remember the '90s Indians are Indians fans. Like if you go up to a Yankees fan and you be like, and be like, are you, "Oh man, those '90s Indians," they're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, they were pretty good back then." 
that's how that conversation's going to go for this era in 10 years. Oh, yeah, I guess they were pretty good. I don't think anyone's saying that about the 90s Indians. Yes, they, they are, are pretty good. Yes, they are. People we here in Cleveland remember that team because it was the best team that we have seen. Most of us in our lifetime had ever seen. Most people in their lifetime that are from Cleveland, that's the best team they've ever seen. That 90s era team. So we remember them like, oh, my God, they were amazing. They were good. But other people in other places don't talk don't about know. the 90s. I Indians think you'd be hard for pressed to find a team in the 2010s that was as dominant as the Indians were. Like a team? Like, what do you mean a team? Anywhere? Yeah. The Giants. Yeah, the Giants, Cardinals, and then... How many, how many World Series? The Giants had three. Yeah, the City Royals went to two World Series. Yeah. What? Is it? We went to one. Go ahead, Chad. But that's like a specific conversation, though. Like, if you're talking, like, if you're talking, like, why would anybody in New York bring up, like, oh, those 90s Indians teams were great? Unless you were talking about, say, like, like one of the most underrated, like, best lineups of all time. Then you could bring up the 90s Indians. Like, like you're, you're not going to, like... <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's, I mean, I guess unless they won those World Series, yeah, sure, they would bring them up. But like, if you're going to talk about that, that's that's a very specific <laughs> topic because to me, of how to me awesome just, that lineup was. To me, it's just overboard celebration of decent results. Overboard celebration of decent results. Look at what they've done. Like, especially the people that want to critique people who critique the Indians, right? People will be like, how could Indians fans, oh my, why aren't they filling the stadium and why aren't they doing this and why aren't they doing that? A, their PR has been awful. And B, they haven't won enough. They haven't won anything that warrants you to be like, you got to be filling that stadium. Like That team could be 162 every year and – Back-to-back World Series champions, and that stadium's not getting filled. Yes, it would. The reason people don't – nobody talks about this because people think it's, like, too obvious or whatever. The only reason that stadium doesn't sell more than it does is because people have no faith in the team, starting from the owner. That is the reason. He When, when, when your owner comes out and says, enjoy your favorite player, like, while he's here, you better enjoy him while he lasts, people don't go buy tickets for that. Yeah. People don't and want to I spend think, their money for that. And I think there's something to that. You know, I've mentioned it before that it, it, it's it's very hard when you know that you only have a finite amount of time with these players before there's absolutely no chance that you're going to that you're going to sign your homegrown talent. There's there's no chance you're going to you're only you're going to be getting rid of them here shortly. And it's coupled with the fact that even when the Indians are close when the Indians are close, like, like, you know, for 2017, when, you know, when it got out of the divisional round and, the, you know, they needed X, Y, and Z, you know, the Indians aren't going to go out and get that. They're just going to keep it status quo. So, like, it, it's like the book is out on this ownership and on this front office. And you feel like you, you feel like that they're, they're only going to make it so far. You, you know, it's almost like lightning in a bottle has to catch, like in 2016, when they came, you know, uh, a run away from winning the World Series. So, yeah, I yeah, I definitely think there's something to that from 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 the owner, from at least this ownership group because like, you know, people know people know what to expect from the Indians. They do. Yeah, it's fair. Uh again, I just again, I think Joe, you're the you're the optimist. I, I went and listened to last week's show and it was all about, you know, 
the Indians are going to be better. This is how they start. They start slow and they get better. Uh, again, at some point, that's going to run out. At some point, when you gut the team of talent, and Maybe. well, well, it will. When you gut the team of talent, at some point, that's going to run out. It's not Tito. It isn't Tito starting slow. It isn't Tito who's going to speed the team up. It's the talent of the team. And at some point, it isn't the talent of the team's going to run lower enough to where that that boost isn't going to come. Is that this year? I don't know. I don't know because I think there are some infusions of talent that are going to happen. But again, I just that whole past conversation, well, look what they've done. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, they've done a couple of things. They've, they've done, done a couple of things. Oh my god! Yeah, I. It's I'm they so are, angry about it. You know who they are? You who? know who they are? They're a worse version of the Atlanta Hawks. When when oh. when LeBron was in Cleveland, the Atlanta Hawks would be killer regular season teams every year. They were awesome. They'd get to the playoffs. Boom! High hopes. Whether it was the first time around and it was like Josh Smith and that group, or the second time around and it was Kyle Korver and and Al Horford and that group. No matter what, the Atlanta Hawks killing the regular season. If you if you go to the NBA and look at like regular season wins, the Atlanta Hawks they're going to be up there. What, are, happened, what happened in the playoffs? Are what the Milwaukee the Are the Milwaukee Bucks an elite team? No, they haven't won anything. Okay. I just that there you go. That's that was the right answer to keep your argument going. No, uh, but they definitely are. I mean, I don't know. I think you get so caught up in like the end goal, but like you still have six months of baseball where you can be elite. Like you don't have to be. I know, like every like obviously you want the pennants, you want the championships, you want the World Series title, but like you got six months of baseball. Like if you're dominant for all that, and then you have like, I guess when it counts, you don't win, but like. I don't know. It's kind of kind of lame to like well, not be dominant for the regular season. But okay, no, that, no, that counts no. for something. There's there's like a there's there's what the Indians have done very successfully is build a winning culture with the franchise and with the organization. Right, which is why that, you, your argument about the owner makes no sense. Makes zero sense. No, they've done it literally. They made a winning game. culture. They put a team on the field that's winning that is contending for a title for the in past spite five of his years. action. In spite, in spite of his him, action. Yeah, in spite of him, they've done that. So, right. yeah, no. I'm just saying I, because of that, there's no reason that people can't go back. Like the stands argument, just push that out. That doesn't make any sense. You can credit them for building a winning culture and doing what they need to do in the circumstances they have. I give them credit for that. But where I get lost is when people talk about their accomplishments. Their accomplishments are moot. They have not. There is only ultimately there's one goal, and they haven't done it since 1948. They have not done it. So I don't want to hear about how good they are in the regular season. I don't want to hear about that one time they made the World Series in 2016 or the two times in the 90, whatever. Until you win the Nat- or the, the World Series, you haven't done what you need to do. <laughs> Period. The Indians, the Indians are like, like if, I, if I just got done watching the latest season of Hell's Kitchen, right? So uh, the Indians are kind of like, uh, <laughs> like if, if a good chef – was on every season and you know there's like 20 chefs that start every season and they, they like that chef finishes like third or fourth every time like they do they do really well <laughs> they do really well but they don't they just can't get to that end goal yeah but it still might be one of your favorite chefs you still oh, might wow. be dominating the competitions right right, right. I can, no, yeah, I, I, hey, hey listen the indians are my favorite chef 
Yeah. But in, in the in the words of Gordon Ramsay, sometimes they're an idiot sandwich. And that time usually happens when the playoffs roll around. <laughs> the Indians are a playoffs idiot sandwich. Yep. Man. And hopefully, hopefully, they get to be at least a playoff idiot sandwich again this year. But who knows? Hey, they, yeah, they're my idiot sandwich, so. They're my idiot sandwich. I love it. <laughs> Man, All I was right, really, so listen. I was, I was really hoping for uh, more fireworks there. I was, I was adding my popcorn here off to the side after after the uh, after the. What do you uh, think was going to happen? Your, your texts were going. I was hoping there would be a little bit more spicy. <laughs> well, I just you know I, I can only say the same thing so many times, but again, it's just not. You're never going to get me with. Until they win the World Series, they haven't won anything. Mm-hmm. Until they win the World Series, they are the Atlanta Hawks of Major League Baseball. Killer regular season team swept in the playoffs. That is what they are. That's what they become. Are you going to remember the Atlanta Hawks in 25 years? Nope. Well, I'm, not, I'm not from Atlanta. Yeah, right? of course. Kyle Korver, right. that that weird guy with the blonde streak in his head. Dennis Schroeder. Uh, yeah, him. Uh, uh, no, Al Jeff Horford. Teague. Al Horford. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's I'll, what the Indians. If, if you want, if you want the most re- personally, if you want the most realistic comparison to the Indians, that's it. They are the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> uh, they are the Atlanta Hawks. We got little boomer CBJ making a comment. Joey likes your hat. Thanks. Yeah, nice looking up. Got the 614. We'll, we'll, we'll give a little credit to 614 Hockey. Our, 614 our, Hockey. Our buddy Matt down there with 614 Hockey. 614. Did you like how it's Hockey? Hockey. Uh, 614 Hockey. Uh, and a couple of A's and W's of that one. I, I flipped mine not on purpose, but I didn't want to match Joe too much. Oh, but ew, gross. Yeah. We got the hats going. I just don't yeah, want to match Matt, Joe. And if Matt's watching, I would wear a hat, but hats don't fit my large noggin, Matt. Sorry. No, for real. I tried to put a hat on <laughs> yeah. Chad. I, this hat. This hat. I tried to put it on Chad's head, <laughs> and it looked like a yarmulke. And I put it on, like, the largest the largest size that I could. Nope. Yeah. That shit is not going on your head. Uh, uh, I think nope. if we do merch, though, ever, we could probably get like a five gallon bucket and then just like <laughs> do like a little like get one of those like fat heads of our logo or something on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like, I like that. Speaking of merch and 614 hockey. Uh, sorry, I had to pick up my phone. Uh, you guys might want to keep your eyes out for potential news regarding that soon. Uh, if you. If you might, if you might like to, if you might fancy yourself wearing a little garage beers uh, apparel, you might want to keep an eye out for that. But all right, anyways, Indians chat was fun, but that's not what everybody's here for. Tomorrow, the beautiful city of Cleveland, Ohio, our hometown, is going to be lit up. It is going to be the center of the sports, especially in the U.S., the center of the sports world. Tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, the NFL draft coming to you live. From Cleveland, Ohio, uh, they got the stage all set up down there right on the lake. It's a perfect location for the stage. I'm so glad they dumped out some of those buildings down there. Maybe now they'll actually build that area up. But right down on the lake, right next to the stadium, the stage is set up, the lake in the background, and a beautiful city of Cleveland on the other side, uh, a, a beautiful picture of Cleveland on the other side. Uh, and and it's going to be really, really fun to watch the city lit up. It's going to be fun to have the draft in person again. And, uh, uh, boys, before we get into the second annual Garage Beers Mock Draft, uh, uh, how are you guys feeling? Are you guys excited to, to watch Cleveland in the limelight and uh, 
uh, I don't know. What 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 are your thoughts on on the draft in Cleveland? I'm excited for it. I wish I could be there for it. I know when they had it in Nashville a couple years ago, the city was just absolutely electric. Traffic was horrible. Uh, <laughs> but- oh, wait a minute. Do you remember on the news? Uh, all the all the girls that like had their bachelorette parties that were whining about the draft being in Nashville. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all the so, bars were full of football fans. Yeah, so Nashville being the bachelorette capital of the world, uh, <laughs> I guess people didn't look up what was going on the weekend of <laughs> April, whatever it was for there. Which I think you would like anytime you travel to the city, you like look for like I don't know, like special events. Yeah. yeah. And uh, no, on the news, all these girls were like, we've been planning this for months and <laughs> we couldn't go to any bars because it's full of football fans. And they're I mean, pissed. I, we call that poor planning. I, yeah. mean, I knew it was a draft, but I didn't think there wouldn't be so many people down there. <laughs> I thought they were talking about the beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That was beautiful, Chad. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, now, so first of all, if you follow along with the Garage Beer on social media, go follow along all of our social medias, uh, especially this weekend. You'll want to follow along with our Instagram at the Garage Beers and our TikTok account. Uh, I will be down doing some of the fan stuff. I'll be downtown all weekend for the draft. Uh, Chad uh, is working the draft, so I don't know if <laughs> you're going to be able to do anything. But Probably if not. you get a chance to maybe post some pictures or something like that, it would be cool. But yeah. stay tuned to our social media all weekend long. We're going to post some pictures, some videos. Uh, I'm taking my son down to the to the fan experience on Friday, so I'll put some videos of us running around the stadium and stuff down uh, uh, on Friday. But we'll have you locked and loaded on our socials. Uh, and also pay attention because the Belly Up Network, uh, so go follow at Belly Up Sports. The Belly Up Network is going to have a full three-day draft coverage that uh, some of us will be a part of as well. So, boys, are you ready to get into the second annual Garage Beers NFL Mock Draft? Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. I don't, I don't remember the order. What was our order? Uh, Joe, Mike, and me. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We are going to mock draft our way all the way to the Browns pick. So, Joe – is going to have the first pick. So Joe oh, will represent there. the Jacksonville Jaguars. That'll be the easiest. Oh, one I can't there. wait. That's so exciting. Uh, uh, then I will have the Jets. Chad will have the 49ers, and then it'll go back to Joe, and we will just go all the way through it uh, until we get. You. Who's talking? <laughs> what? <laughs> is that me? Oh, my phone. That's you, um, dude. Oh, Siri. She was talking to me. She just oh. wanted to have a chat with me. Yeah. I can't get oh, okay. Siri for that. She wants to make a pick. Can she be part of the order? Uh, she <laughs> cannot. Uh, so Joe's going to lead us off. We're just going to alternate picks, and we're going to go all the way down to pick 26. Uh, P.S. Chad, I think that's your buddy. Is that your buddy, Aaron Williams? That I Did yeah. I meet Aaron at the zoo? You did. You did. Hey, yeah. Aaron. Yeah. I saw Aaron at the zoo. He thinks the bra- Browns are going to draft a hold snapper. A long snapper. I don't even know. That would that definitely be exciting. <laughs> What's a hold I mean, snapper? I think it probably meant long snapper, but uh, <laughs> or, or or maybe or maybe I don't know. Maybe, it could be the holder. Maybe you can draft a holder now. I don't know. Wait, Positions are so is it a guy nowadays? Huh? Is this a guy that can long snap it, snap it and then rush back and catch it and also be the holder? Is that what a hold snapper is? That'd be fucking awesome. Or he just holds <laughs> his own. He just holds his own ball and then kind of just like one of these guys. Okay, I don't know. Why we most, that'd be the most snapper in, uh, ever. Yeah, well, see, that's what I'm talking about. We that's that's the kind of innovation that sports need 
uh, as as they try to keep the fans engaged. A hold snapper. I like that, Aaron. All right, so without further ado, Joe, you normally have the sound ready here. You normally have the... Yeah, I got the sound. We're in a new platform. I, I don't know if I can do the sound on this. We oh, come on. It out. Oh, apparently I missed the joke. I don't know what we the could, DA shows. We could... Uh... That's It was from something. Sorry, Aaron. Oh. <laughs> See? It was, I'm the asshole. Look at you. Look at you. I'm the asshole. What a dick. Put me on the clock, though. What is there like a time oh, you're limit? Right. You're right. You got to go on the clock. Uh, let's just, you know, do we milk it like they do? No, can no. we not? Can you just like make your pick? Two minutes? Yeah, I can make the pick. All right, Joey. With the if, first pick, you're on the clock. If there is ever a more visually uh, correct person to put on the Jacksonville Jaguars, it would be none other than Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. You got a lot of work to do. I think I did. I don't know. I was going to compliment the Jaguars, but I don't think I can. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. What? I know, I know we were going to like rush through this thing, but what do you mean? Like he's so aesthetically pleasing to be put on like a Jaguars. No, no. It, just, it looks like, I don't know. It just looks like somebody that belonged in Jacksonville. No offense to Jacksonville. Like, what? Like the stereotype of like, I don't know. You look was, like someone who belongs on Jacksonville. It wasn't was a compliment. Like, no, it didn't sound like it. I mean, I, no, mean, I just want to make sure. Jacksonville <laughs> yeah. is a shit box. Be honest with me. That city's a shit right. box. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's worse places, I'm sure. But uh, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't surprise me, boys, if Urban went Fields here. If I'm going to be honest, it would not shock me if he, if he took Fields number one. Okay, it would shock <laughs> literally everyone. He it would not, shock everybody. He is the not taking Trevor Fields. Lawrence. He is taking Trevor Lawrence. They've already started. They've already done like. Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars did like a joint like uh, fundraising thing where like they matched each other's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I think if they were That's going Justin fans. Fields, they would have they would have traded down if they wanted Justin Fields. Listen, it is Trevor Lawrence. Oh yeah, Joe, that's a great point. A hundred percent all the way. <laughs> Why would you take him at one? <laughs> now I think if you were talking about like the looks of it, Trevor Lawrence to the Broncos would make a lot of sense because Trevor Lawrence looks like a Bronco. Like the actual oh. horse, oh, but I get it. He has a he has a horse face. I get it. That's it. That's the one. That's, that's where I was going okay. with that. There you oh, go. Okay, got it. <laughs> Thank you for connecting the dots, Chad. All right, so Trevor Lawrence off the board, first overall pick. That's exactly what's going to happen tomorrow. Second overall pick, uh, and that belongs to me and the New York Jets. And uh, all the reports coming out say the Jets have basically told Zach Wilson, the quarterback from BYU, that he will be taken. Uh, with the second overall pick. And so Zach Wilson will come off the board, going to the New York Jets, the fighting former Sam Darnolds, uh, and we'll see. Zach Wilson had a a crazy pro day, uh, and he looked great. So we'll see if he is the type of player that can turn around the Jets. I don't know. I don't – especially I think this last year, like I I didn't really watch a ton of BYU games. I don't know about you guys. I did. (laughs) (laughs) i'll be why you all the time yeah well that's honestly because when you know working down at the arena with the monsters and everything i i don't get home in time to watch all the early games so i i I have to i watch pac 12 i watch a lot of whack games i watch watch a lot of mountain west that's like that's the football i'm home for so i do watch a lot of b i have watched a lot of byu games and wow kid's an animal man kid's an animal i'm excited to see what he does with the jets Man, Chad giving right. us a lot. Chad giving us a lot more about his love of 
the Mountain West than I than I was ready for there. You you haven't lived until you've watched Boise against San Jose State. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, let's see. So I guess I'm up then. Whoa, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. What? What? Uh, let the commissioner, sir. Oh, the San okay. Francisco 49ers and yeah. Chad are on the clock. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, they, they made this one easy, too. And all the reports came out. And uh, Kyle Shanahan prefers Trey Lance over Mac Jones. It was either Trey Lance or Mac Jones. And so we're going with Trey Lance, the quarterback, North Dakota State. Now, here's the real test. You watched a whole bunch of BYU, apparently. How, how much North uh-huh. Dakota State did you watch? Three to five games. Yeah, three to five games of North Dakota State. No, I didn't watch any of I, North Dakota State. No. No. Mm-mm. No, sure didn't. So what's your expert analysis on Trey Lance? He can throw the ball and hand it off. Uh, <laughs> and he can even run. And he can also take snaps from quarterback, even out of the shotgun, too. Even wow. out of the shotgun. Yeah. It's It sounds like, from what you're saying, Chad, it sounds like the 49ers are indeed getting a quarterback. Well, that's exactly, and that's exactly what Kyle Shanahan loved about Trey Lance. Wait, didn't he say, like, Kyle Shanahan this week, he said, someone asked him, like, do you think Jimmy Grappolo is going to be on the team, like, come preseason? And he's like, well, we don't know if anyone's going to be alive past Sunday or something like that. Do you guys see that? Jesus. No, like, legit. I didn't What's happening on Sunday? <laughs> it's the end of the draft. That's it? They're asking him something and about, everybody like, dies. Pretty much, yeah. Like, what's your confidence that somebody's going to be on the team at this point? Right. And he's like, well, anyone. Well, that's the end of the draft. Of course course that would happen in Cleveland. So everybody (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Cleveland, the one year everyone died. All right, so the first three picks were uh, were chalk, basically. Those picks have almost already been announced, even though they can't officially, you know, because they don't know what's exactly going to happen. But that's pretty much what they're saying they're going to do. Now it gets interesting because the Atlanta Falcons with the fourth pick go on the clock, and that goes back to Mr. Joe Whalen. So, Joe, you're on the clock. I think it's going to be my Justin Herbert pick this year. Uh, Just because the Atlanta – Falcon, I almost said Hawks. Atlanta Falcons. Uh, just the defense. They just. I don't know. They. I don't really think they care. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, I think they. They just have it as like a formality. But I just don't. I think they just like having a good offense. And so I think they're going to go Kyle Pitts here and uh, pick number four. What I mean, he is probably maybe after Devonte Smith, like the best offensive weapon on the board at this point, they're kind of lacking that tight end. They have Hayden Hurst that came over from the Ravens last year and uh, <laughs> he didn't really do anything. So here we go. Kyle Pitts. I love it. Uh, coach, what are your thoughts on defense? Uh, well, we, like, we gotta have one. We, so. <laughs> we, we play it. We play defense. Kind of. I let me check. I'll get back to you. <laughs> Well, it's also not a bad pick too, because Julio Jones is rumored to be traded now. Is is rumored like they've just started taking calls on Julio because of their cap situation. So Kyle Pitts right. is, a perfect, is a perfect yeah. uh, pick there for them. Yeah, Kyle Pitts is a beast, man. Uh, I I I tend to agree with a lot of people that are saying he's probably the best player in the draft period, uh, and so. 
Listen, they've lost some players in that offense, too. Uh, they they were not as good offensively as they should have been. And so to add him to that, if they keep Julio, that's going to be a dangerous situation there in Atlanta. If Matt, if if your boy Matt Ryan from your from your fantasy mock draft yesterday, Chad, can, what a can get it going. Take that W, baby. All right. Uh, to me, this is one of the easiest picks that's going to happen in the draft. If it doesn't happen, because it's no guarantee, but if it doesn't happen, I will be absolutely shocked. The Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. That comes back to me. And um, Joe Burrow's top wide receiver from LSU is just sitting there. He is one of the two or three best receivers in the draft. He is an incredible player, and the Cincinnati Bengals have an opportunity because they do not have a good receiving core. Uh, T. Higgins is pretty good. That's kind of it. They have an opportunity to pair Joe Burrow up with his college wide receiver, Jamar Chase. Are you forgetting about Tyler Boyd? <laughs> like, He's okay. I mean, okay. All right. He's okay. Fine. Like, I think T. Higgins, like, has potential to be really good. I think yeah. Tyler Boyd's like, all right. He's okay. Uh, but Chase, if you put Chase on that team, uh, that is a whole new element to that offense. An offense that really wasn't bad last year. It's kind of the same thing, Joe. Uh uh, the defense needs some work in Cincinnati, but uh, if you have the opportunity to pair Joe Burrow up with uh, with Jamar Chase again, you do it. So I think that's what the Bengals do with that fifth pick. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, it makes sense, obviously, but like I, I would take a look at the scar on Joe Burrow's knee and be like, oh, maybe I need some offensive line help. But it, it does make sense with Jamar Chase. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, that was my choice. And so now it puts you on the clock, Chad, the Miami Dolphins. On the clock here, uh, they've got quite a few needs and quite a few good players. Who do you got? Yeah, well, uh, they just traded away one of their offensive linemen, starting off offensive linemen, and Eric Flowers. So, you know, with Chase off the board, because the Dolphins are a wide receiver needy team, I think they go uh, the best offensive lineman in the draft. And I don't know how you say his first name, but uh, Pene Sewell. Sewell. Got it. Pene Sewell. Uh, you nailed the offensive it. Lineman, the offensive lineman from Oregon. <laughs> Any analysis on that? How are you feeling about it? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's going to be able to protect Tua for a little <laughs> bit. And uh, he's he's going to protect Tua's side that he, he can see when Tua throws so many incompletions and or two-yard uh Oh, passes. geez. Jeez. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the best offensive line in, yeah. in the back. That's yeah, he is. Say. He's a beast uh, out of Oregon. And so he goes to Miami in the Garage Beers mock draft. All right, Joe, swings it back around to you. The Detroit Lions are on the clock. I think they're going to. It's kind of nice. I'm going all offense right now. <laughs> look at you. Look at me. Look Look at you. Look at us. Look at me. Look at me. I think they're going Devontae Smith. They're going to give Jared Goff some weapons over there in Detroit. Um, so weird to say. Yeah, it is a little weird. Uh, but uh, yeah, good good luck. <laughs> I don't I don't know if that team's gonna have a, a prayer to hold on to this year. Who knows? Yeah. But Devontae Smith is so good. I, like, oh, he's so, awesome. I mean, just look. I, it's incredible. Like, watch. I, I'm so impressed. Like his body type is like twig. Like he is very like slim and slender, but he oh, is yeah. just tough and like so fast, so good at catching. Like Incredible player. Does he have yeah. the year he has if, if Jalen Waddle is healthy? Um, I mean, I guess they could also go Jalen Waddle, but I don't know. No, if they 
Uh, probably not. He probably doesn't have that kind of a year. Uh, but at the same time, like, whoa. That was, Did you hear that, that reverb? Was, that was I don't have any furniture. Oh, it's an empty apartment. Like, yeah, everything's so echoey. But you know what? At the same time, uh, even with Jalen Waddle back, I think, I don't know. Uh, he He's just so good. You just watch that national title game against, uh, against oh, yeah. Ohio State. Like, there was no stopping him, no matter where no. he was. Nope. So, all right. So, uh, one Alabama wide receiver coming off the board, and I think we could actually see back-to-backs happen here. I am up next. The Carolina Panthers are on the clock. They can do a lot of things. Carolina has a lot of holes to fill, but I think I'm going to keep it offensive. I still think they need a ton of help offensively. Uh, They did just trade for Sam Darnold, so they could be a candidate for a quarterback because he sure as hell isn't a surefire thing. However, I think they traded for Sam Darnold, keeping in mind that they're going to give him a chance in Carolina, and we'll see what happens. So I... And take the next Alabama wide receiver off the board. Jalen Waddle joins the Carolina Panthers to give to give Sam Darnold a weapon or two. Wow. Okay. A weapon or two? I mean, mean, they need it, right? They've got Christian McCaffrey. When he's healthy, he's great. You got Robbie Anderson, who is a up you know, to me, he's like Tyler Boyd. He's a pretty good wide receiver. You know, there's that group of wide receivers like Sterling Shepard, Jamison Crowder, Robbie Anderson. Those are all that kind of group of wide receivers. I just, I think a guy like Jalen Waddle is a a difference maker uh, for that offense. And I think help for somebody like Sam Darnold. You think with Justin Fields sitting there, they're going to stay at, uh, was that eight? Well, so listen, we didn't, we didn't pack in trades. Uh, We didn't, we didn't talk about trades like how do we want to do that i think certainly uh these couple picks right here chad i think your next one is ripe for a trade too uh mm-hmm. yeah but i unless it goes like this unless it goes like this because if the draft goes like this they might not trade it uh but i think in this circumstance you could see carolina trade out of this pick we're not doing trades on the mock draft so if carolina stays in and it went like this i would look at them taking a wide receiver all right chad you got the Denver Broncos uh, with round one pick nine. Uh, mm-hmm. Broncos have a lot of needs, man. What do you what do you see the Broncos doing here? Oh man, I could see them either going linebacker or defense or uh, excuse me, offensive lineman. Uh, they had a um, some some major problems on the offensive line last year, but they really upgraded that defense, especially in the secondary with guys like Kyle Fuller. Um, in the fold now, you know, reuniting with his old uh, defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio. But I, I, I think I, it's not going to surprise me if they go Rashawn Slater, the offensive tackle here for, from Northwestern, but I'm, I'm going to stick with defense and I'm going to have them taking uh, linebacker, Micah Parsons from Penn state just to round just to kind of round out that defense. Wow. You know, with, uh, uh, Again, I could see the Broncos. I, I actually, Ben Albright told us on the show that he the Broncos are be active on the trade market. The reports have come out that the Broncos are going to be looking to trade. However, um, it's also I, I know they just signed Teddy Bridgewater, but like you don't have a quarterback, and like a guy like Justin Fields is just or Mac Jones are just sitting there. If I'm the Broncos, like what are we doing here? Like we've we saw it. Uh, we saw it um, uh, with the Browns for years. Until you get a quarterback, 
what are you what are you doing? Until you get a quarterback, what are you doing? So you've got a couple good quarterbacks on the board, but I see what you're doing. You're trying to make that defense stout. We'll see what happens. But uh yeah, the Broncos take the quarter or the linebacker out of Penn State and we move on. So that puts the Dallas Cowboys on the clock. And Joe, it comes back around to you. Yeah, I uh we're gonna go back to defense for this one. I don't really think that um there's a whole lot of offensive need for the Cowboys. They got pretty good skill positions. Their line's pretty decent. Uh, Dak's coming back this year, so that's going to be a huge bump on the offensive side. I think they're necessarily in the draft. They're going to look defense for sure because that was pretty abysmal <laughs> last year. They they sucked, and then you got Sean Lee that just announced his retirement last week. Yeah. Um, so I think they're going to go um, again, kind of just best or one of the best players on the field at this point at defense and they're gonna go uh patrick certain tan tan certain yeah patrick certain tan cornerback got of alabama yeah bada bing he's off the board yeah, no, yeah that I think surprise me. That defense sucks. I mean, if you watch my check, if you watch my TikTok draft when I got the Cowboys, I wasn't too happy about it. Yeah, that's for right. De- <laughs> for defense. So that's so bad. I mean it's you know, they, they, they got a lot of pieces in place to be good, but not on defense. Right. They didn't make a lot of moves this offseason either to bolster that up. No, no, they sure didn't. Nothing at no, least. Yeah, and that offense, that offense is going to, you know, again, remember most of the time when you're, when you're thinking about how bad the Cowboys were last year, remember that they were playing with Andy Dalton, Dalton as their starting quarterback. Sorry, Bears fans, uh, for most of the year. And, you were playing with a miserable Ezekiel Elliott, like the worst Ezekiel Elliott has looked since maybe he played in second grade. Like <laughs> Mr. Fumble, terrible Ezekiel Elliott. I would imagine that offense is going to bounce back in a big way. So, yeah, they got to go defense. And Patrick Sertan, I think, personally, I think he's my favorite uh, cornerback in the draft. So, yeah, that's a great pick. All right. So then it comes back to me. I got the New York football Giants. Um, and, and this is... I think we've only seen one offensive lineman come off the board. Uh, I think you see another one here. Although, I, depending on how this draft goes, if a couple offensive linemen come off the board early before the Giants, this is another one of those picks that I think you could see a trade-up because you still have quarterbacks sitting here on the board. You know how desperate teams get when it comes to quarterback. Uh, however, again, since we're not doing trades, I will go ahead and try to help them fix their – Awful, horrendous offensive line in New York. Rashawn Slater, the tackle from Northwestern, the dude's a beast. And I think uh, I think he's a fairly easy pick uh, for New York. They took an offensive lineman last year with the first round. I think they do it again. You could bookend your tackles and, and move on from there. So Rashawn Slater comes off the board. That brings up the Philadelphia Eagles and Chad Meyer. Yeah, uh, the, the Eagles are... You know, offensively, they have a lot of guys. You know, they got a lot of speed. They don't have a lot of superstars. Uh, you know, but they do have some weapons. You know, Jalen Hurts, I, I don't know. Who knows what he's going to be in his second year. But I look at their defensive side, and they don't have somebody on the other side of Darius Slay. Darius Slay, no. great cornerback, all-pro cornerback. And and I think that is where they go with this because you've got a guy like J.C. Horn sitting there yeah. who uh, uh, is is – rising i mean i mean meteorically rising up draft boards and you know and on a team that wasn't very good in south carolina but he was one of the bright spots so i think they go jc horn to pair with darius lay 
I love it. J.C. Horn, again, another a heck of a player. Uh, missed a little bit of time, but he's a really good player out of South Carolina, uh, and I think that's a great play. And I think that's a great point. I don't know, I don't know how many people are talking about how you know you've got Darius Slay, an incredible player over there, and, and nothing on the other side. I think J.C. Horn makes them a much better defense. All right, so that brings it around back up to Joe and the Los Angeles Chargers. It's like. It's like your team, man. I know. You nailed the I know. I'm going to nail this one year. too. Ooh, I think on, this man. one's a no. This is no brainer. This is going to be uh, similar to the Browns pick last year in the first round, where uh, they found their quarterback, they got their guy, they got you know maybe not a uh, offensive weapon that's necessarily popping out at this point uh, in the first round, uh, and I think they're going to get somebody to protect their quarterback, somebody solid. So uh, I think they're going to go with uh, Christian Darisaw. Oh, for the Chargers? Out of Virginia Tech. Out of Virginia Tech. He's Virginia a plug-and-play he, plug tackle, man. He's they're, they're talking about you can just insert him right now, and he's just going to be be just fine. He's the Jedrick yeah. Wills. He's the Jedrick Wills of this draft. Yeah. Oh, and Jed. All right. We're cool with that. Yeah. Uh, you'd be very cool with that. It's like the Chargers are on the Browns plan. They're just a year behind. <laughs> yeah. I guess a year behind. Well, let's get our let's get our uh, Super Bowl first, and then they can have theirs after or something. Yeah, fair. Right. Fair. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I don't have to ever watch football again if we do that. <laughs> All right. So that brings it over to the Minnesota Vikings, and and again, this is another team that, uh, again, if the draft kind of goes this way, who knows where the Vikings go? I mean, again, this is another team that needs offensive line help. They're not great on the offensive line. Uh, but, uh, like I said, I don't know where they're going to wind up or where they're going to be. So, uh, I think this might be a little bit of a reach. Um, I, I don't, I can't decide whether I want to take a defensive player or an offensive lineman for the Vikings. I had them go Again, defense in mind. If you, if you, if it makes any difference, if it makes they're, any difference. Yeah. they're, they're such a run heavy offense. You know, they, mm -hmm. they need Dalvin cook to succeed even though they're a good passing offense too, but they need a run. They need uh, Dalvin cook to succeed. So shoring up the offensive line is really important. Uh, however, uh, they also need some help. I think even in the, even in the defensive backfield, I think, you know, uh, they need a pass rusher. Uh, they need, they, 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 they didn't bring back Anthony Harris. They did not bring yeah. back Anthony Harris. Um, so I am going to, I'm trying to make a decision here. Cause this is the one where I'm kind of stuck. Um, I think it is pretty important for them to kind of get their pass rush together. It wasn't very good last year. And so I am going to bring, uh, I'm going to bring Quiddy pay off the board out of Michigan. Whoa. He's an edge rusher. And wow. I think, I think Quiddy pay that I, I was going back and forth. Quiddy pay. Uh, I was going back and forth him, Trevon Morig. Uh, the safety because you know they, they can pair another safety up back there, but I'll I'll take Quiddy Pay off the board for the Minnesota Vikings. Whoa. All right, Chad, you got wow. the New England Patriots. This will be a fun one. I actually had him going to the Giants, Quiddy Pay, but uh, all right, guys, uh, it's it's that you know that's not my pick, so it's my pick now, Patriots. I mean, honestly, this one's a coin flip here. I mean, they 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 signed all of the free agents. This offseason on defense, like every single free agent that there was, they signed all of them. And, but the one that they, that they signed that you're not so sure about is Cam Newton. You have no idea what you're going to get from Cam Newton, and they need a quarterback of the future in New England. Right. And if, for me, this is really a coin flip. But I, I, I went with Matt Jones 
from Alabama, but I, I would not be surprised to see Justin Fields come off the board here either. I, I mean, it really just it really just depends on what I, I, what kind of uh, scheme and, and skill set that, that that McDaniel's and Belichick are looking for. But I just went with Mac Jones from Alabama. Wouldn't be surprised to see Justin Fields go. And this is where this is where it's so interesting, right? Because again, we're not doing trades. Because if we were doing trades, or like pages would go up, for sure. Would probably have gone up at this point. You've got Justin Fields on the board. He, I, 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 I you, you've seen slides. We've seen guys we thought were going to go earlier drop. I just can't imagine with the way teams covet quarterbacks and the way they go nuts and like overpay draft picks for them. I can't imagine this situation is going to happen, but. It's, it's a good example of, you know, if teams just decide to, we thought there were going to be a boatload of trade last year and there weren't. If, yeah. if you just kind of decide to stay put and, and do their thing, you could see our guy from Ohio, Justin Fields. You could see him. We're sitting now with the Arizona Cardinals. It's going to come back to you, Joe. 16th pick in the first round. He's not good to them. There's a whole lot of teams that are coming that don't need quarterbacks right yeah. now. So uh, you could see how quick that slide can happen. So, and what's weird Jones, to me. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say what's weird to me is there's all these reports coming out about, yeah, I mean, you heard the epilepsy reports, but they, they, there's some character concerns. I, I, I have no idea where this is coming from. But uh, for, yeah. for Fields? Yeah, for Fields. Nah. For Fields. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, okay. I'm just going to say it. That's, it's like a, it's like a natural thing for a black quarterback. It's always character concern. Always. It, it is. It, whether you like hearing that or not, because obviously I don't like that it's a thing, but it, I, like everyone that comes out, every black quarterback that comes out, well, yeah, I don't know about his character. What on earth has Justin Fields done character-wise that would make you question him? <laughs> Baker Mayfield has done more to question his character <laughs> oh, than anything God, Justin yes. Fields has done. Uh, you know, again, I don't want to say it's that. I, you know, I don't know a lot of stuff behind the scenes, I guess, but like it just doesn't surprise me when a black quarterback's on the board. It does not surprise me in the slightest to hear people like, oh, I don't know about his character. And you're like, what? He hasn't done anything. He's I, been a model citizen. <laughs> like, yeah. There's no character concern there. But again, uh, uh, I'll step back off of that. Let's keep the positivity up here. So Matt Jones goes yeah. to the Patriots. That feels like a very Bill Belichick guy. Uh, Mac Jones. So too. we'll send back to Joe <laughs> for the Cardinals. Yeah. And again, it's, I don't like that Justin Fields is still on the board, but I'm not, Cardinals aren't drafting quarterback. No. Uh, they need some defensive help. They're kind of in a similar situation to, um, uh, who was it? Cowboys, where yes. pretty good on offense, just need some reassurance on defense. I think that can come in the interior, get a little run block going. Uh, so they're going to draft Christian Barmore. Alabama. Also, Shit. if they do that, that would be one, two, three, four, five, four, four Alabama players in the top sixteen picks. That's kind of yeah. that's kind of insane. Did you see Alabama last year? Did you see him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Christian Barmore's a beast. Uh, he's that guy. Like full disclosure in my head, he's that guy that I hopes slips down to like nineteen, twenty. And and it becomes enticing for the Browns because I do think he's a beast on the interior line. And I would love to see them say, okay, we can come up from 26 to 20 to get this kid. But uh, 
uh, like you said, I could also see him very much coming off the board for the Cardinals there. So that takes it to the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, uh, they need help in uh, like two main places. The offensive line needs some help with the Raiders and the defensive backfield needs some help. Uh, well, um, I think there's some really good players both ways on board. Uh, but I think, um, I think there may be a little bit more, they a little help in the defensive backfield than anything. So I have the Raiders taking Caleb Farley, the cornerback out of Virginia tech. Oh, um, Caleb Farley had an injury, uh, but I think if you read anything about Caleb Farley, if you've watched him play, uh, I, I think a lot of people have him as really the number one cornerback in this draft. Uh, he's just got to make sure he can stay healthy, and that's the biggest concern for Farley. So uh, I have him uh, joining up with the Raiders out there in Vegas, and, and we'll see what happens there. Chad, you've got the Miami Dolphins with their second first round pick. Yeah, that's where, I mean uh... – <laughs> Yeah, Kip Farley's kind of a shocker, but uh, yeah, he's, he's the number one cornerback on the board if it wasn't for his injuries. I mean, he's had two or three back surgeries already, and there's a rumor that he's going to need some more surgery. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to him. But anyway, Miami Dolphins, second pick, talked about it at the sixth pick when I had them taking Penai, Penai, Penai Stool. Nailed it. Penis Ewell. Penis Ewell. And they also needed a wide receiver as well. They they really need help at the skill positions, and yes. so I think with this pick, um, they they find they get their receiver who falls to them. It is the wide receiver from Minnesota, Rashad oh. Bateman. That's another Browns dream for me. I love Rashad dream. Bateman. It's a Browns I love Rashad dream. Bateman. He's so good. Well, there's some there's there there's some scenarios where he could fall because there's a lot of those guys that we picked or a lot of those teams that we picked early for picked, you know, wide receivers early on that could go a plenty of different other directions. So there's a chance right. that he could fall. All right. Well, Rashad Bateman goes to the Dolphins and, and immediately the Dolphins are winning this draft, by the way, if you take, if you take oh Penny, Sewell, Penny Sewell and Rashad Bateman and they walk away with that, that is an incredible first round for the Dolphins. I could have sworn they have three picks in the first round or is it like three second round picks? They had an insane amount of picks this year, like high uh, draft pick. Yeah. Plus. Yeah. Uh, well, two is going to get some help, and especially if yeah. Bateman, especially Bateman's going, two is getting the help he needs. So, uh, Joe, it's going to bring it back to you. You got the Washington football team on the clock with the uh, – what what pick is this? Uh, 19. Yeah, it's an absolute right. shame and crime if Justin Fields is on the board at 19. Uh, if he is by some ungodly chance, then the I think the Redskins are not the Redskins. What wow. are the hell are they called? Washington the football, football team. team. The Redskins. Yeah. <laughs> They're going. He's going there. So, what? Alex Smith retired. Um, who would be left at quarterback there? Kyle Allen? Is that it? Is that their starting quarterback right now? Is Kyle Allen? I think well, so. Fitzpatrick. They signed Fitzpatrick. Oh, Fitzpatrick. Oh, well, okay. They're saved. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They're gonna so have like no, three, he's gonna have three games where he throws for four hundred yards and three touchdowns. And I think Washington's one of those teams because remember Washington made the playoffs last year. As, as, as much grief as I want to give them mentally, they were in such a bad division that they made the playoffs last year. Uh, well, they have a great they, defense. They have a really well, good defense. 
Yeah, they're the team that I think I think if Justin Fields is sitting there and, and it's 12, 13, something like that, I think you see Washington or Mac Jones, one of the quarterbacks sitting there. I think you see Washington jump up. This is yeah. they're one of those teams. I don't think they would let somebody fall, but but I do think they wind up with a quarterback. So I think it's all going to work out in the end. Yeah. So I mean, I had Fields yeah. either there or the Bears. So I, I, I had him there, there or the Bears. So. Yeah, so the Bears, and again, that the other thing is if he does slide this far, that's where you could see the Bears jumping in front of Washington or something like that. But you've just watched the last of kind of the, the big quarterbacks go off the board if you are the Bears. Uh, and so now you're looking at big needs for the Bears. Obviously, quarterback is the big need. Andy Dalton is going to be the starting quarterback. They need a quarterback. I don't think there's one here that they're going to take in the first round. If they... If they're not in love with, you know, they need wide receivers. They need, they need offensive line help. Offensive line uh, help. They need the yeah. Bears. The Bears need a bunch of stuff. I could see the Bears looking at this situation that we've handed to them and say, "Yeah, we're going to trade out of this. Uh, maybe come back down five, six, eight spots if they can get a trade." But assuming they do stay here, uh, I, I think they they go offensive line. Uh, you've got. Uh, the tackle from USC that's really good. I, I never know how to say his name. Vera Tucker, Elijah Vera Tucker. Uh, so I'm going to take him. He's a tackle from USC. He's going to come off the board to the Bears, give them some offensive line help to give Andy Dalton nearly enough time that he needs because that's like 12 think, seconds. I think snap. you got to bench. You got to bench the D line to get Andy Dalton enough time <laughs> yeah, he yeah. needs. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to be playing the Falcons. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> All right, so Chad, you are now on the board with the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they just gave up a bunch of assets for Carson Wentz. I think they want to protect him uh, as much as they can. So I think they also go offensive line as well. Uh, and the next tackle off the board, in my opinion, is uh, Walker Little from Ooh. Stanford. Uh, it's either going to be either going to be him or Tevin Jenkins, the offensive lineman from Oklahoma State. But uh, I, right. I think it's one of those two. All right, so Walker Little. Yeah, uh, again, uh, if, you, if you're and you have paid attention to Carson Wentz's career, Carson Wentz holds on to the ball too long. So, one, you're hoping that the coaching can help break him of that habit. Yeah. But, two, that makes offensive linemen incredibly important. So I agree with yeah. that choice, although I do think the Colts could use a couple more upgrades in other places. I agree with that choice. Get Carson Wentz some help on that line because that dude loves holding on to the football. Yeah, but he, I mean, he didn't stand a chance even when he didn't hold it last year. Yeah, and don't and don't forget and don't forget he's reunited with the coach that made him successful, Frank yeah. Reich. So That's right. it's 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 yeah. going to be interesting to see. All right, so another offensive lineman off the board to the Indianapolis Colts. We're at pick twenty two. We're going all the way. Uh, we may even complete the first round the way we're doing it. Uh, Why not? Yeah, why, why not? <laughs> but Joe, fittingly, it just yeah. works out. We're going to take it to Nashville, Tennessee, your home. Let's do it. And you've got the Tennessee Titans with the 22nd pick. I Come do. On, Joe. Uh, Come on, Joe. Yeah, the Titans are uh, – they got to go defense. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, we're going to go defense. Hold on, I'm, gonna, I'm cutting you off for one second. Why? Nott Turner, Turner, we're not pissed you joined so late. We're glad no, you're here. We're pretty soon. I love you, Derek. I love you, Derek. We're I'm glad you're here, Derek. Derek, don't Henry. be pissed. We're coming up on the Browns pick. You don't want to miss it. Oh, right. no. That's the best pick. Next All right, this so pick. back to the Titans. Big Titans. So two years ago, you lose Drell Casey to, I think they traded him. I can't remember if they traded him or his free agent. 
Uh, he had Jadavian Clowney for like two games last year. Uh, he broke. Hopefully he doesn't break this year. Uh, so they need some help on the edge on defense. Um, and with that, they're going to go Jalen Phillips from Miami. Oh, Jaylen wow. Phillips. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually pretty surprised at that. I'm actually pretty oh, are surprised. You why? What do you think I was going to do? Uh, or what well, do you think I, they should do? I, th- I, th- I thought you would go receiver with a loss of Corey Davis. And, and they're, you know, t- teams are going to stack yeah. the box against Henry this year. So I really thought you'd go receiver there. But, yeah, I mean, defense, defense works as well. Yeah, edge makes sense. Like, it's, like that pick doesn't make sense. But it's just wide receiver made more sense to me. But, yeah, I mean, obviously they need, need some edge help. Yeah, for sure. All right, so a uh, little help off the edge. Jalen Phillips, really good player out of Miami. They've got a couple good edges, uh, edge players in this draft. Uh, he's the first one to go to Nashville. That puts the New York football Jets back on the clock. Earlier in the draft, they got what they hope is their quarterback. Uh, and so now uh, what else are they going to do? Again, you know, the Jets, they need help everywhere. There's nowhere the Jets don't need help. So in looking around, uh, I think this is where uh, can you get your, your new class some, some help up front? I don't know if there's any offensive linemen that are just jumping off right here. Yeah, so, you good. <laughs> so, yeah, what's Chad doing? I, Chad, are you having – you? No, it's all you, Mike. No, you, oh, sound like, you sound like the drive through in Wayne's World, too. Like, I'll have a – Eddie, on that, I'll have a oh, – I, 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 I don't know. It says my Wi-Fi is great. Uh, whatever. Uh, so, I think the Jazz – Actually, I don't know that there's anybody offensively that's going to jump off the page to the Jets right here. So I'm going to go defense with the Jets. I'm going to go cornerback because they need help at cornerback. And I'm going to go Greg Newsom the second, huh? Greg Newsom Jr. out of Northwestern for the New York Jets. That made my okay. pick easier. Okay. All right. Good, Chad. Making fun of my voice because for some reason my Wi-Fi isn't working, even though right. it says I'm like full power on my Wi-Fi. Fine, right. Chad. Idiot face. You get the right. Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, stupid Steelers. Of course, I mean, of course they would ignore needs, you know, the major needs at offensive line and, 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 and the defensive backfield because all reports are indicating that they're all over a running back and that running back seems to be Najee Harris, is the name you just keep hearing. And so, yeah, I'm wow. just going to draft Najee, Najee Harris to the Steelers because I want them to be worse and they will be worse <laughs> making this pick. Uh, it will be worse for making this pick because yeah. they, they still don't have an offensive line. So there we go. Good what a mess Harris. they're going to be this year. What yeah, an absolute mess. I hope so. I hope you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so the first running back off the board, the first running back should be Najee Harris, and it will be. So uh, Steve, get Najee Harris. All right, Joe. Yeah. That's going to take it to you. You've got the last pick oh. before the Cleveland Browns. You've got the 25th pick. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars again. Yeah. You've already taken Trevor Lawrence. Who are you going to take this time? I start with them. I am with them. Look at that full circle moment right here, right on the Garage Views co- podcast live stream. Uh, what are they doing? That's what I'm saying, dude. He's like, he's like yeah. I don't know what to do about it. It's very like Peter Frampton esque. It's like, uh, it's, it's usually what Chad sounds like on a weekly basis. Yeah, right. Listen. I mean, well, I'm, when, when I'm in the basement, when I'm in the basement. Yeah, yeah that's true. We're on the porch. It's, it's crystal. Yeah. I'm trying to get it to work. I don't know what's wrong. Um, well, good luck with that. I'm on the Thank clock. Um, and then you go, uh, I don't know, uh, safety help with 
probably the best safety in the draft, if not the best. Uh, Trevor Moig. Is that how you say Trevon. it? Trevon. Trevon. I can't believe I got Trevon wrong, and I got probably Moig right. You did get Moig right. <laughs> Trevon, you got wrong. All right. So killing it over here, but that's what they're going with. Get a little defensive help. It's a really great player to have. He's, uh, uh, he's going to the Jags. Did you? Okay. That's my expert analysis as well. We're coming up on the Browns and there's obviously someone there. And I want to ask you guys, this honestly, did you purposely leave him off of the board of all the other teams because this is the player you want? Or do you honestly think he's going to fall to them, to the Browns? Uh, I think there's a chance. I don't, yeah. Yeah, I think there's, there's very much a chance. Um, uh, I don't even know if he's the player I want the most. Yeah. Okay. All right. But I don't even know if I'm going to take him to be honest with you. Whoa. Whoa. So uh, I guess it is my turn. So I guess I should go first. So here we are. We're at t- pick number 26. It's the Cleveland Browns. If you can't understand me, I'm sorry. For some reason, my Wi-Fi is just not working. But I hope it's working okay right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's right. yeah. It, it, it yeah. hasn't been like that the whole time. It's yeah, like right. that the whole time. Yeah, it's, it's, like, telling... it's, it's like um, when you get to something really important, though. Good, 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 yeah. good, good. That's how I want it. That's yeah. how I want it to work. Spectrum's out there, like okay, hold on, stand by. That's how I want it to work. Right. Everything else is working. Wi-Fi, <laughs> just my computer, <laughs> just my computer. Uh, all right, so that leaves me. Now, I will say full disclosure, if Joe didn't just take Trevon Mori, I might have taken him there. I know he's a safety, but again, I think the Browns are going to play so many packages with so many multiple defensive backs, and he's versatile. And again, I think you're going to see guys like Delpit and John Johnson playing up at like linebacker positions a lot. Yeah. That I, I, I was really tempted at Morig if he was still going to be there. He's not. So, again, I'm going to make the obvious pick. The bronze linebacking core isn't great. They, mm-hmm. they got it some help. They got it some help uh, this offseason, but it's not a great linebacking uh, position. They've addressed other positions of need, right? They've addressed the edge rushers uh, with Tack and with, with obviously with Jadavion Clowney. They've addressed some of the other areas. Linebacker, they still need help with. And you know what? At this point, bring in a guy, put him in the room, and if he can compete for the job, let him compete for the job. So that's why I'm going to go with Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. So JOK from Notre Dame uh, at linebacker. I, I if he's on the board, I'm taking him. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah, with 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 our with our garage beers official mock draft pick, I am going to take JOK, uh, and then you guys can. Go from there, Chad. Who would you take in this position if you were the Browns? No, that's exactly who I'm going with. Uh, yeah, that, that's the player I was talking about. I, I it's it, it's he's the, he's the perfect position. Uh, he's the perfect player for 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 our needs. Yeah, I mean he's a hybrid linebacker safety. He's very speedy. He can cover. He he can make plays in the run game, and he brings the wood. Like he's just he he he's the perfect. L- I mean, linebacker for today's, uh, you know, for, for, for today's defenses that co- does yeah. a lot of coaches want very speedy. I mean, he doesn't weigh a ton. He's probably, I mean, I think he's what, like 225, but again, he he's in, he makes plays all over the field. Uh, he's just a ball hawk. And uh, yeah, with his covered skills, it, it's the perfect player for this Browns, de- for the Browns, this Browns defense. Well, and the other thing is, Chad, 
again, if you've watched him or read about him or anything, seen highlights or whatever, he's a cover corner or he's a cover linebacker first. And if you watch the Browns last year, yeah, one of the areas, and there were plenty of them defensively, one yeah. of the areas that was the biggest gaping hole for this defense was coverage of routes over the middle, specifically by tight ends. Yeah. Right, tight ends ate the Browns alive last year, mm-hmm. and so to get a guy like that who can immediately step in and cover tight ends would be a massive improvement for this defense. Yeah, Joe, who hey. would you take if you were the Browns right here? Who'd you guys pick? <laughs> Plaxico Burris. We took Plaxico. Yeah, that Burris. guy. Yeah, that guy. I have a feeling he may shoot himself in the leg one day, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. who knows? Until that point, you'll be great. Uh, no, I agree with you guys. I think we need some help with the linebacker position. Um, we were gashed last year by tight ends. I really don't have much to add to that. Well, and you know what the thing is, too? He can tackle. I think Joe just doesn't want that's to say another, his name. That's another, I think Joe just doesn't want to say his name. He can't pronounce it. And I know, yeah. and I, we, we know who you're saying. Just say J-O-K. You're good. Just say J-O-K. The Joker. Yeah. Joker. The Joker. Yeah. But, uh, that's another thing. Is that going to fit on a jersey, like, too? Uh, yeah, uh, you know we'll make it fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've Gabaja Biamila fit yeah, on yeah, a jersey. Yeah, right. Oh my yeah. God, Akbar Gabaja Biamila. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, and we we also had uh, what was that one guy? Adim Chinobi Echimandu. Remember that guy? Mm-hmm. On the Browns. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. right. So I think we could be fine. Yeah, it works. <laughs> all right, so we are all in agreement. If if uh, if Joker, as we're going to call him, is on the board out of Notre Dame at linebacker, the Browns are are probably taking him if they keep that pick. Again, there's also still a lot of rumors that the Browns may trade out of that pick. Whether it's up or down, there's a lot of rumors, and that's been fun to watch, uh, that the Browns could come up. Again, the interior defensive line right now is a question. So if a guy like Christian Barmore starts slipping, uh, you could see the Browns come up. Uh, they could also get to this point and go, we are not in love with anybody and trade back a little bit. We will see what the Browns do, but I think if he is on, on the board at 26, uh, it's a it's a quick fix to a problem that they have at linebacker. So it's, it, it's so good having that, like having that feeling like this, just, just being like, you, you know what, just have it, letting the draft come to you. You know, like Benjamin, yeah. Ben Albright said last week, it, it, it's just, it's such a good feeling to know. Like this guy, this is what good football teams. This is the problems good football teams have. Well, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. And I think I think it's um, I think certain things could change this. I think Benjamin Albright was right last week with us. Um, let's say one of these wide receivers slide. Yeah. Could the Browns yeah. take a receiver? Yeah. Yes, a hundred percent. Let's say again when you're talking about the cornerbacks in this draft, it's like the big four. Yeah. That everybody uh-huh. talks about. We've taken all of them. Yeah. But let's uh-huh. say one of those four slides to 26. Are the Browns going to consider that? Hell yeah, they will. Right. Yeah. Might the Browns consider an offensive lineman? Yeah. You're in a position where you can get the best available talent at that your, point. Your offensive line is incredible with the Browns, but you, you can always use depth. One yeah. of your guys goes down. You want depth. We lost uh, so, uh, C or uh, not CD Lamb. Kendall Lamb. Kendall Lamb's going to Slayer. Yes. We're going to tackle CD Lamb. Now I think uh, I think Jeremiah Owosu Koromoa. If they do draft him, I would be thrilled. So I'm happy with that. Uh, you boys are in agreement. Uh, not not Turner. Again, he's the one that ruined our connection. Uh, yeah. But he says go, go Browns. Jack. We agree with you, Jerry. Go, go Jack. Browns. Jack. 
Go Browns. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's move off of it and let's go. Chad, I'm we're going to finish the first round. We got a few picks left. Yeah. So, Chad, this is your pick. The Baltimore. Good. You get the Steelers and the Ravens. Oh, both great. piles yeah. of crap. Uh, you get the Ravens with the 27th pick. This is bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go. Uh, I, I mean, they had Yannick and Gakwe last year, they didn't really do much with them. Uh, there is a couple of receivers on the board that I, that I, I don't know if they would consider like, there's like Elijah Moore is still there, uh, you know, on our board, but he, yep. he's, I mean, he's, he's a Marquise Brown. I mean, he's exactly the same receiver as Marquise Brown. They don't need a receiver like him, but they did have Yannick and Gakwe. They didn't do much. They need help off the edge. So I think they go with Jason. Oh, away. Oh, uh, away. Oh, we, Yeah. <laughs> That, that, uh, they, 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 <laughs> yeah, so I think I, I think they go with him, and that's that's my pick for them. All right, so Jason Owe from Penn State coming off the edge for the Ravens—that pisses me off, just because he's a good player. And like the last thing the Ravens need is another good player coming off the edge. Like Jesus Christ, every uh, like, year I feel like th- I feel like that's how like hopefully that's how teams going up against the Browns feel this year. Like, oh, great, another guy coming off the edge for the Browns. But, God, that's the Ravens, yeah. man. Jeez. They're, the, they're the team that every year I feel like since, I don't know, maybe since they come back, we, the Browns have come back in the league. The Ravens are the team that every year yes. I, always, I always find myself going, how the fuck did that guy fall to them? <laughs> like, well, who, it was J.K. Dobbins last year. Yeah. Right. It was like it was Patrick kidding? Queen. Like, yeah, how Patrick do they get Queen? these guys? Oh, Right. Yeah. It, well, that's why they've been as good as they've been for such a long time. It's just, is there you know, positions to draft the best talent. Let's go. The time they're in. That's the Browns right. this year, baby. Right. Yeah. I feel like the Ravens continually get to a place where they're like, we don't really need anything. So let's just go get a kick ass edge rusher. Yeah. Right. And they just have a perpetual line of edge rushers coming through. Right. Yeah. All right, Joe, it comes back up top to you. The New Orleans Saints are on the board. Yeah. The Drew Brees list. I wasn't ready to New go Orleans past 26, Saints. but here we go. Here, uh, here we are. Past here 26. We are. Uh, you know, you lose Emmanuel Sanders to, what did he, I don't know. Is he gone? Where'd he go? Carolina? Is he, is he gone? Yeah. I don't know. He's gone. I don't know. Ask Kyle Shanahan. I, apparently nobody makes it past Sunday. Um, <laughs> so I think they're going wide receiver here. Uh, again, they're in a great position to just get talents. You don't have Drew Brees anymore. You got James Winston at the helm. Uh, I'm going to give him some weapons to work with here. You got Alvin Kamara. You got uh, Michael Thomas. Uh, I think they can go Elijah Moore here. Get a little more vertical threat going, and uh, and that's what it is. I think he fits in. He that yeah. you know you were just talking Chad about Elijah Moore not fitting in with the Ravens. I think he fits in perfectly. This would be this would be the spot for him yeah, to go oh, into. 100. Yeah. percent Yeah. Yep. All right, so that's going to bring it back to me. The Green Bay Packers uh, are on the board. Um, Man, it's hard to think. The Green Bay Packers, offensively, you know, I, I know one of their needs is like a wide receiver, so you still got a guy like Terrence Marshall there. Uh, that's a good player. Uh, but I also think they're just a factory of getting these no-name wide receivers and turning them into good players. So I don't know about that. I know uh, they're not very good at the linebacking position. Uh, they're, they they need some help at the cornerback position, so I'm I'm a little bit... I'm a little bit torn on what I, I think they're going to do. Uh, however, I I am going to say uh, uh, probably the player I like best on the board still is Nick Bolton 
out of Missouri, the linebacker. So I'm going to go with Nick Bolton to the Green Bay Packers. I think he is a really, really underrated good player. Uh, and so I will say the Packers take him to help them out at their linebacking position. Fine. 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 All right, Chad, Buffalo Bills on the board or on the clock. Who do you got? Oh, first off, let me just say I'm glad someone else is getting the fucking Ravens after me. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Buffalo, I it is very – I mean, I understand that they have problems in the running game that they don't have uh, a, a good Anyone running Anyone that can hold the ball. Uh, yeah, a good running back, but they but they need uh, help on, on on the edge defensively. So I, I mean, it's it's very apparent. Uh, it's very crucial for them if, if they're going to take that next step forward. They can always take a running back in the second round. There's going to be plenty of good ones available in yep. the second round there. So I'm going to go uh, right now. I'm going to go with on the edge for the Buffalo Bills, Aziz Ajulari, the edge rusher. From Georgia. From Georgia. Oh. Yeah, he's a good player. He's he's there's concerns about his size. He's not the biggest yeah. guy. Uh, and he's kind of light. You can yeah. put on weight though. Uh I think he's I think uh but he's I think strong. Aziz Ojolari could be you know, I've seen we've seen some guys. It's it's a funny thing, Curse. There isn't that like in this draft, there isn't that like transcendent edge rusher, right? No. There's no. a lot of these guys, you know, if Quiddy Pay who is a really good player, but if Quiddy Pay is like the best edge rusher in the draft, it is not the best edge draft of all no. time. No, uh, I think Ojolari could be maybe the best edge rusher in this draft uh, if he can bulk up a little bit, which I think he will. So that's a great pick. All right, Joey, Baltimore, back to you for the second to last yeah. pick in this first round. I'm just going to completely negate Chad's argument because we've got the edge rusher. What else do we need? I don't know. Oh, another weapon for Lamar Jackson. If somebody doesn't work out, you got some depth, uh, or maybe this guy will come out and make a big scene this year. Who knows? But they're going to take Terrence Mitchell Jr. out of LSU. Marshall. Marshall. God damn. Dude. <laughs> You're killing I got. Mitchell. Here's the thing. Killing I got my second Mitchell. monitor over here, and I'm trying oh. to like look forward because we're doing this whole like live stream now. So I'm trying to like. I guess I can look. You won't see money, money, man. Now I know. Now I know why Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa was not coming out of jail. <laughs> yeah, was, no, he wasn't I would have had shit. to like lean forward and everything with that one. <laughs> money, <laughs> money, Mitch is asking for his release from the Texans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's his and kid. It's his kid. He's, he's a go, he's a oh, prodigy. Yeah, he's a he's prodigy. A junior, yeah. He's a junior. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Terrence Marshall Jr. goes to the Ravens and to. Finish off the second annual Garage Beers mock draft with the last pick of the first round. And we only went this whole way because the Browns are picking 26. So we had to get here somehow. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think my favorite thing is that when it says the needs, like for Tampa Bay, it lists quarterback. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> until Tom Brady dies, you don't need a quarterback. No. Like, it just is what it yeah. is. No. Is Tom Brady dead? No? Nope. Then you don't need a quarterback. Um, uh, uh, they're one of these teams. They're, they're, they're in that boat. Take the best player that you can get, I think. Uh, I think if there happened to be a quarterback on the board that they loved, they might get him. Like, let's say somebody really – let's say Mac Jones just slid all the way out. Sure, maybe pick him up to learn from Tom Brady. But uh, at this point – I'm looking at my board thinking, okay, who's who's the player that I think they would come out and get? I think one of the areas that they could use some depth 
and some uh, some more talent would be at the safety position. And I really like Elijah Molden from Washington. Uh, so I'm going to have the Buccaneers take Elijah Molden. Well, how? Why do you like him, Mike? Did you watch a lot of Washington football? <laughs> I didn't. Watch, no, no, oh, okay. no, okay, no, 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 dick face. Uh, I did not watch a lot. <laughs> Just like you didn't watch a lot of BYU, you lying sack of shit. Oh, God, no, I, I didn't watched, watch I, a lot I of did. Washington football. No, you didn't. I, I no, you watched didn't. Coastal Carolina upset BYU sir, this year, sir. I you did. got two kids. You didn't watch a lot of BYU anything. No, yes, no chance. Did. No, you are didn't. you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Nine o'clock is when, uh, like, yeah. is the perfect time for me to watch college football. And that's, that's what BYU is on. Argument. That's a good <laughs> argument. Damn it! Uh, no, I did not watch a lot of uh, a lot of Washington football. I did see maybe one Washington game, uh, but I just in doing some reading uh, about the draft before we came on. I just think uh, I think it's a guy with a lot of potential. I think it's a physical player with uh, good ball skills and. You know, it's a guy. The cool thing is when you're in the position like the Buccaneers are in, like the Ravens are in, hopefully like the Browns have gotten to, you can take these guys. They don't feel a ton of pressure on their shoulders to come in and have to carry a team because they're a first-round pick. And they can come in and play easy, play free, split their minutes with other good players, and it's a great way to come into the league. So, And somebody that can have impact on a team that is probably going to make it on the Super Bowl run. All right, so here's the fun part. Uh, I've been keeping track because we'll post the draft that we had. Uh, we did the pro football focus mock draft. Okay, we got I a lot like of A's. three of them, dude. I was scrambling to figure out who was still on the board and who left. We did a lot of A's <laughs> and a lot of A pluses. So the best A plus that it gave us. And so I'm going to say, uh, well, man, it's hard to even say. Uh, the best A plus that it gave us. So I'm going to say the lowest pick that got an A plus. So the, okay. the latest pick that got an A plus was Trevon Morig for the Jaguars. Yeah. They gave an A plus to that. They think that's a phenomenal pick. Of course, I know it is. But thank you. The <laughs> worst pick. The don't get too confident, you son of a bitch. Because <laughs> you also had the worst pick. Who? <laughs> the worst pick in the draft. They gave it a C minus to the. Tennessee Titans, Jalen Phillips. For real? Oh, get out of here. <laughs> Pro football focus felt like that was a reach. So it doesn't matter what they think it is. It's not that's like that's what's gonna happen. Hey Titans, <laughs> don't call Joe to be your GM anytime soon. Well, they're not, you know, they're not taking they don't answer my calls anymore. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Uh it did give the Browns an A for their choice. Okay. Uh of Owusu Koromoa. Uh, and I'd be super excited if they do that tomorrow. I will be, I will be thrilled. So yeah. one more question before we get off the draft, uh, guys, if you look at the board players that didn't get taken in our mock draft, uh-huh. who's the one guy that you are hoping and praying ends up on the Cleveland Browns by the end of the weekend. So I, I'll give you a little time. Cause I just sprung that question on you. As you yeah. Can see. Oh, uh, and hold on. We got a question too. So you guys think about that. We'll answer this question. Your boy, Knotts Turner, our boy, uh, he asked if we could recap the top 10. So here's how the top 10 went. The Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, the New York Jets, Zach Wilson, the San Francisco 49ers, Trey Lance, the Atlanta Falcons go Kyle Pitts, the Bengals go Jamar Chase. That would be really cool to see Jamar Chase back with Joe Burrow. Uh, The Dolphins go Penny Sewell. The Lions go Devontae Smith. The Panthers go Jalen Waddell. 
the Broncos go Micah Parsons, and at number 10, the Cowboys go Patrick Sertain. So, again, we talked before the draft, and we were not going to incorporate any trades or anything because I do think if the draft goes the way it does, or it did with us, you could definitely see the Panthers or the Broncos uh, looking to trade out of their picks. Uh, but with no trades, that's how we felt the top 10 could go. And again, if you're a Browns fan and you're tuning in, the Browns wind up with pick 20. He gone. Look at that. Bob. Bye. Bye. <laughs> but it, it was such a smooth recap. And then all of a sudden. Yeah, uh, right. He's gone. Yeah. Well. Well, how about that? How you doing there, Joey? How you doing? Look, it's just the two of us here in the garage. Well, now that we're alone. Now that we're alone, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you want to go with your uh, – did he finish the top ten? I don't know if he finished the top ten. Well, I think he I, finished it. Did he really? I don't know. Well, you know. What are you feeling for uh, the Browns' uh, second round pick? If God, someone or some – type of position is available yeah i wish i wish his wi-fi didn't go out because i was just starting to try to redo the the, the draft the, the draft again because i was looking at it and and i i don't know who the hell is left <laughs> so it was like who's the one player and i'm like there's a shitload there are literally so many players no they're one i think the one that screwed me up when we were drafting was i think you took Najee harris yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. I did not grab him, and I was like scrambling, like, because he's not like super high up on like the list of people uh, to choose from in the PFF website, and so I was like, "Where the hell is not?" Like, I was losing. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 And he he was down there at like like sixty five. Like uh, sixty five is 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 his overall rank, and and I'm sitting there going. What the? Why would the, why? I mean, I know the Steelers didn't have a running game last year, but there are more, like, way more pressing needs uh, for the Steelers if they have any chance of being good, like getting back to the playoffs. Or, I mean, I don't know. Is Super Bowl is Super Bowl a realistic option for the Steelers this year? I don't think so. I mean, you lost Bud Dupree, you lost Marquise Pouncey, you lost James Conner, so you don't you you're not going to run Blake Snell all year, right? Um. I think Najee Harris makes sense. I mean, he's an incredible running back. Like it, it, they definitely need that. That's that Steeler football right there is pounding the rock, and uh, you know, with Ben throwing his sixty-five yard passes each game, he probably wants a little right. bit of a break this year. Right, and you lost you lost Stephen Newsom or Stephen Nelson. You lost Mike Hilton. So it's just what, what like. What are, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing if you're all over a running back? Like, what's, what's, I don't get it. Yeah. I think, you know, second round with Browns. And I'm, I'm not too deep to know player wise who's available or who'd be maybe like the preferred options at that point. Right. Right. Uh, but you think they'd have to go if there's a good interior uh, lineman available. Or if there is a uh, uh, an edge rusher available, yeah, yeah, they got to go that. I would say edge rusher or best defensive back left on the board. Yeah. Oh, Mike's, Mike's asking us if we can see the lobby. Nope. Is he a lobby? I can't see a lobby. 
I can't see the lobby. Uh, that's I, fantastic. Uh, yeah, we're just participants. He's the host. I know. What are we supposed to like? I, I don't even know what to do right now. Like, I don't no. even know what to do with my hands. Yeah, what do I do with my hands? Oh, yeah, well. All right, man. Well, maybe we'll, I guess we'll just wrap up. Uh, I think we'll just wrap up. Okay. Uh, should we do like our should we do our two cheers of the week and then get out of here? Yeah, let's do our two cheers of the week. What do you let's got? Let's do Joe? two cheers of the week. Um, okay. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I I was saving this. I mean, I, I guess you know, just drinking with you is not drinking alone. So no, uh, I did promise a fireball shot was going to make an appearance, and let's I go. think for the second straight week I'm cheersing fireball. Uh, because these mini shots are just absolutely iconic. I would never buy a full bottle of it, but <laughs> no, these no. little guys having in your fridge are just great. Post work, can you just like oh, you get a little bit of something? You know, uh, great on the golf course, great for life. Fireball, that's it. Well, yeah, but, I mean, I'm choosing a literal drink, yeah. <laughs> and mostly because I don't have any of like my bar here at the new apartment yet. So I literally had. <laughs> Six pack of PBR and a shot of Fireball in the freezer. Yeah, nothing wrong yeah. with only a nothing wrong with only a couple ounces of antifreeze. But no, know, just, just a little bit. It's just <laughs> enough to take the edge off. But, you know, it's funny. I, so uh, my girlfriend's out of town this week, and I, we moved into this apartment. We're actually moving all of our stuff over here. I think like next weekend or something. Okay. And I literally brought over like my fridge was beer, uh, Fireball. And I had a lawn chair and a TV to play video games on. And I literally slept on a mattress on the ground. Like that was it. The bare essentials. That was literally awesome. all you need. That's all you need. <laughs> oh, perfect. Oh God. I, I, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cheers Cleveland. You know, you've got a, you've got a, a, a an incredible event coming up tomorrow. And, yeah. and, and, and the rest of the world is just is, is going to see how incredible this city is and the renaissance that it's going through. And it's just, I'm so excited for the world to see what Cleveland has to offer. So cheers to you city of Cleveland and everything you've done for this event. So that's my cheer of the week. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh we'll definitely be posting some pictures online. Uh, not me. Cause I'm about 535 miles away, but <laughs> you, have, you, you have the exact, uh, the exact mileage down, huh? Yeah, it is. It is uh, five hundred five miles to my parents' house, and uh, Cleveland's like thirty miles from there. So, are you so used to that drive now that you're just it just doesn't even seem like anything? Dude, I could. It's not a drive. I could do it with my eyes closed. I oh, really? probably shouldn't, but well, you, I could. It's not a good idea. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a good no, idea, buddy. I make that drive probably from Nashville to Cleveland, probably. Anywhere between four and seven times a year. Okay. Oh, oh, there he is. Oh, look at this guy. I hope so. Look at this oh, guy. Oh, my God. Huh? That's so funny. So Mike's, Mike's chatting us in the chat here. And we're like, we're just going to end the show. And then he hits us back and he's like, I literally am the only one that could end it. So I don't, I don't know what would happen if <laughs> we just left. But well, like, like you uh, have to turn off live. Is that what you have to do? Like, what are you doing? I don't know. I don't know what's coming. <laughs> well, you've never looked better. And yeah, by there better, it is. And by better, you look like you've been through a bender. Uh, if anyone, ah! if anyone from Spectrum is listening, um, feel free to uh, direct message me. Um, I will give you the address of my parents' house, and you can fix their Wi-Fi because <laughs> this is—I mean, it, it is kind of par. 
Give your cheer and let's get out of here. Wait, there it is. Yeah. Okay, we're back. Sorry. Give your cheer and let's okay, get out of no, here. No, listen. Think- first of all, I am. What? I am sorry. I, we're gonna get out of here. We're holding my phone. Here's what this was not an internet problem. I was holding my phone over my computer, dropped it, and it like shut down my whole system. Oh. <laughs> I dropped my phone on my laptop, and it shut down my whole system in the middle like of our show. Laptop. <laughs> yeah, you think? What in the <laughs> hell just happened? I'm sweating. I'm sweating. Sure? Yeah. So, anyways, so, sorry for the uh, delay there. Uh, by the way, I don't know how you guys answered because I panicked. But real quick, the one guy in the draft that I want on the Browns is Tommy Toglia uh, from oh, Tommy the Buckeyes, Toglia. and I am not a Buckeyes homer, but I want that. I want that guy on the team. Um, well, that makes I don't know, man. My cheer of the I week want. is. That makes one of three players I want. Yeah, one of three See, players. See, there you go. Tommy Togiai. There you go. Tommy Togiai, Joe Tryon, and you should know something about him since you're the Washington football guy. Uh, and and, and, <laughs> and, uh, Ron, and Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore would be very nice uh, yeah, uh, if he fell to the Browns. And I'm panicking right now, so I called him Togiai. It's Togiai because I'm not a moron. Togiai. Um, <laughs> dude, I uh, – so I'm going to give my cheers of the week, uh, and this is for anybody listening. If you haven't done this, go over to our Twitter page and sign up for this because we're going to give it away tomorrow. Tomorrow's the draft. It's our last pre-draft giveaway. So my cheers is going to go to the Northwest Group that makes – I didn't know what a big company they were until I went into Rally House here in Cleveland, and all the blankets and pillows for all the professional teams are made by the, the Northwest Group. They are the ones that are licensed to make all the blankets and pillows for the team. So I'm going to give them a cheer because tomorrow we're giving away one more blanket for an NFL team of your choice. All you got to do is go over to our Twitter page, answer the question. We'll repost it tomorrow morning. Answer the question, get it up there, uh, and you could win a uh, a really cool blanket from the NFL team of your choice. So my cheers goes out to the Northwest Group for partnering with us this whole month leading up to the draft. We've we've already given away three blankets, uh, and – uh, we've gotten good reviews on those. So yeah, all right, boys. Sure. You're soft. Sorry about the technical difficulties. Uh, now that I'm, I'm gonna have to go like take a shower. Uh, listen, <laughs> it wouldn't be it wouldn't be right if we didn't have one technical difficulty in our first night doing a live stream. But for those of you that joined us for the live stream, we hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for participating, for commenting, uh, for having a good time. Uh, Knotts is laughing at me, which is not cool. Uh, totally cool. Uh, no, it's cool. Definitely it's cool. cool. Laugh at me. Uh, uh, thank you for participating again. As I think Joey was saying it, because I was trying to listen at the same time. But stay tuned to our socials all weekend. We're going to bring you some stuff from the draft. If Chad can sneak some stuff backstage, some pictures and videos, uh, he'll try to do it. I will try to get you pictures and videos of just downtown in the draft as well. Draft starts tomorrow, so get excited for that. Thank you uh, to uh, to all of you that have listened, that have joined us. Uh, we had a great time with you. Check out our Garage Beers of the Week. Check out the audio for this that posts tomorrow. And otherwise, boys, unless you've got anything else. Yeah. All right. We're going to get out of here. Go Browns and cheers, everybody. Cheers.